Are your kids constantly online chatting with their friends? Most parents are aware of sexual predators on the Internet. But here's something else to worry about. A new study has found that a frightening number of online conversations among teens involve drugs and sex. InfoTrack's Roy Mackey is here with the details. Roy? Thanks, Chris. The study was commissioned by the Karen Treatment Centers, a nonprofit program in Warnersville, Pennsylvania, and we're joined by Dr. Harris Straitner. He's regional vice president of Karen's New York Recovery Center and a clinical associate professor of Mount Sinai's Medical Center Voluntary Faculty in New York. Dr. Straitner, let's start with just a quick summary of what your study found. One of the things that the Postmetric study found was that youngsters are talking online and are looking at blogs that are related to how to get better highs and also mostly the female youngsters are talking about how to get high and hook up and hook up of course is a euphemism for having sex so there are some differences in terms of gender between what boys are talking about and what girls are talking about online yeah not so much a difference between what they're talking about online but who initiates the discussion and it was found that a lot of the females were initiating discussion about hooking up. Interestingly enough, though, a lot of youngsters were asking information on these blogs to see how can I help a friend who has an addiction issue, how can I help a parent. So there's this real almost working metaphor for uh, adolescence, which is a time when you see human beings who are neither children nor grown-ups. And they're so confused, and the information that they're getting is just incorrect. They don't get necessarily correct information about marijuana, about alcohol. By the way, those were the two drugs that were talked about the most. Now, I understand that many of these conversations aren't happening in the uh, standard English that most parents would understand. No, that's correct. They're using a lot of code words, and parents don't understand those code words. They're using initials that represent, for example, Somebody's looking over my shoulder, parents in the room. They're using other terms that parents may not or grandparents may not necessarily understand. And with the advent of laptops, you can go to a cyber cafe and have these conversations or discussions on blogs, and parents are never the wiser. Dr. Straightner, what kind of advice can you offer parents? Kids, particularly adolescents, need parents. They don't need pals. And that's a mistake that parents have been making, particularly baby boomer parents, thinking, oh, you know, my parents were so tough during the Eisenhower administration, the 50s and the 60s. I'm going to be a pal to my kid. Well, your kid needs boundaries. And kids want boundaries. We know that from research in the field. If you go to our website and simply Google Karen, C-A-R-O-N, treatment centers, you will come up with a lot of lists about advice for parents, how to be hypervigilant, how to question your kids, how to make sure that when they're online they're in areas where they can be seen, how to set some boundaries and rules for kids with regard to uh, not bringing their laptops to cyber cafes, uh, again, uh, making sure that they're uh, aware of the fact that their parents are going to be monitoring their behavior and are going to be more familiar with the language that they're using. You mentioned it a moment ago, your study found that kids are apparently using online messaging to try to get information about drug use, drug safety, or how to hide their stash or whatever. Talk for a moment why that drug safety issue is such a grave concern. Kids are trying to find out information, not only so they can get better highs, 
but they're also trying to find that information so that they don't kill themselves. But when they get misinformation, when they don't understand that you can develop alcohol poisoning and end up in an ER and die, when they don't understand that smoking marijuana prior to uh, consuming alcohol prevents you from vomiting if you have alcohol poisoning because marijuana is an anti-emetic, then they're being misled and it's a very dangerous thing. So I want parents and teachers to know that we don't only have to be concerned about sexual predators, but we've got to be concerned about adolescent predators who are feeding our children misinformation that could literally be fatal. Dr. Harris Stradner from the Karen Treatment Centers, a nonprofit program in Warnersville, Pennsylvania. Thank you very much for joining us on InfoTrack. Thank you so much for making time for this important issue. And the Karen Treatment Center website is located at caron.org. For InfoTrack, I'm Roy Mackey. We hope you've enjoyed this week's edition of InfoTrack. To get more information about our guests and topics, you can find InfoTrack online at talkzone.com. Our show is produced by Syndication Networks in Chicago. Internet services courtesy of Pear.com. InfoTrack's executive producer is Randy Meyer, and I'm Chris Whitting. Till next week, thanks from all of us for tuning in to InfoTrack. <laughs>